everyone. Welcome back to In Her Wallet, a weekly podcast helping women around the world take control of their finances for good and build better financial futures one episode at a time. My name is Sophia. I'm your host, the founder of In Her Wallet and an accredited investment representative here in Canada. First off, I want to say chances are you've probably noticed that the frequency of our episodes here at In Her Wallet podcast has decreased. We've gone back to one episode per week, releasing every Wednesday. The reason for that is, as you probably know, I'm a one-man show. All the podcast episodes are self-produced by me. Currently, I'm spending a lot of my time and energy on our membership platform that me and my team are getting ready to launch into the world this summer. So until then, I ask you to please stick with me, stick with one episode per week, and give me feedback. I love to hear back from you guys. Another thing I want to mention, for those of you watching on YouTube, you probably have noticed that I'm in a different setting. We are actually in Calgary with Roman this week. We are attending a wedding later in the week in Banff that I'm so excited about, but that doesn't stop me from producing episodes for you guys. Because as they say, cash and king is personal finance. Consistency is king when it comes to podcasts. So if you clicked on this episode title, you probably want to know what to do with those money that you might need in the near future, but you still want to give them an opportunity to grow. At first, sounds like a tricky ask, but I actually have a few options for you. So let's dive in. First off, what do I mean when I say money for short-term goals? It's any money that you might need access to within the next two year or less period. A great example here could be you starting to set, set money aside for your summer vacation in Italy next year. Any money that you will not need access to within the next two years is the money you should be investing in a diversified portfolio for the long term. We have many episodes on the In Her Wallet podcast about that, so make sure to check it out if you might need some additional help or or guidance or information on that. But what I want to mention here is that historically, the stock market has returned about 10% on your money. That means that if you invested, your money would have grown by 10%. While it is generally unseen that a savings account, an account where you'd normally keep your emergency fund or keep your money for short-term goals, would pay an interest as, as such, there are still a number of options to help you give your money an opportunity for growth. This is especially important today because right now inflation is at an all-time high. What that means is that if you were to just keep your money in cash, sitting in a safe or under your, under your pillow, as they say, uh, that means that it's just losing its purchasing power. So let's look at some of the options. Primarily, I have three for you here today, a high interest savings account, a money market fund, and a guaranteed investment certificate. They are also called certificate of deposits in the US. But before I start dissecting each of these and explaining what they mean, what the pros and cons are, I want to mention to you that your emergency fund money, which means the basic expenses that you set up uh, for the next three to five months that you keep for a rainy day, this money should always be kept in your savings account. It's not the money that we are willing to take 
even the slightest chance of risk with. So we are not going to be talking about an emergency fund right now. We are strictly talking about money for the short-term goals. Well, with that important detail out of the way, let's get started. First off, high interest savings accounts. In the US, they are called high yield savings accounts. This is a type of bank account you can open outside of your checking account that incentivizes you to keep money in there by paying you a regular interest on the balance. Though both a regular savings account and a high interest savings account pay you a certain level of interest rate, a high interest savings account can definitely supercharge your savings and help you reach your savings goals much faster because it generally pays a higher interest rate. When it comes to pros, the high interest savings account, uh, they are both safe because they're clearly guaranteed by the bank. They also pay interest, which is important for us. They are also liquid which means that if we did need to access that money, we could easily do that through our bank account so that money is not locked up in any way. And finally, more often than not, uh, banks, a lot of banks offer you to have different envelopes or, uh, as they say, buckets within your savings account, which lets you save for different types or for or short-term goals faster. For a person like me who is OCD about organization and planning, that's a great feature that I constantly use. I can name these brackets a certain way, so I definitely like this. When it comes to not such great things about high-interest savings accounts, the only one I think I want to mention here is that if you withdraw money often, some banks might penalize you and charge you for that. Um, so it's important to read the blueprint of the account before you decide to go that route to understand what the regulations are. To give you an example, I went on Google, I looked up Scotiabank high interest savings account. It currently pays 1.40% of interest on a regular uh, savings account. But if you were to choose a high interest savings account, it would also pay you 1.24% on top of that 140% uh, interest. If you kept your money for 360 days in that account for a total of 2.64%. Yes, that's not a lot, but it's better than if you simply kept it in cash or in your checking account. Now, let's move on to the second option, and that is a money market fund. Unlike a savings account or a high interest savings account, which is a bank uh, product, money market funds are actually investment products you'd buy on the stock exchange. Uh, like company shares or exchange-traded funds. The reason why they make up for a great option to keep your money for short-term goals is because they're actually one of the most conservative and safest investment options out there. They are not risk-free, but they do offer you a little bit more interest that you can earn on your money. Out of curiosity, again, I googled money market funds here in Canada. The first one that came up was the TD Canadian Money Market market fund that currently pays 4.52% annually. As you can see, that's almost a 50% jump from the high interest savings account that we just discussed. Amongst the pros of money market funds are the fact that they earn higher interest Clearly, as we just discussed, they are diversified. Usually in these types of accounts, uh, the portfolio manager would invest in a lot of different conservative um, 
products on the market such as government treasuries or bank debt securities. Also, they are liquid. So if you did need to withdraw your money, you could easily do that. When it comes to not so good things about money market funds, they are not risk-free. As I mentioned, yes, it's the safest form of investment out there, but it's still not guaranteed, though it's unlikely that you'd lose your money. Another negative here is the fact that money market funds actually charge a portfolio management fee. For that fund that we just discussed, it actually charges you at 0.29% uh, management expense ratio annually, which if you subtract from the overall growth that they aim for, still ends up earning more than a high interest savings account. But overall point, they're not free. They offer higher interest than a high interest savings account. And they also have some risk to that, obviously built into that. And finally, the guaranteed investment certificates or certificate of deposits as they are called in the US. Investing in a GIC can be a safe and secure way to invest your money as you're guaranteed not to lose your original investment. The way it works is you give your bank or financial situation a fixed amount of money, you agree to the length of time that they will keep this money for, and you also agree to the fixed interest rate. Some of the most common length of time that you'd normally keep your money in a GIC is three, six, nine, or 12 months. Sometimes it can go even longer than that. And you get both, as I mentioned, your original amount of money that you gave them, plus the interest that they uh, promise you to pay back. Uh, so again, I looked up GICs in Canada here on Google. TD is doing a great SEO job, by the way, because they keep coming up the first on my list there. Uh, the TD featured GIC currently pays 4% for a 100-day term. Pretty good considering that the money market fund we just discussed paid 4.5% excluding the management fee, but it was locked in for a full year. So the big benefit of this option is clearly the fact that it's guaranteed. They're guaranteeing you to pay that interest. And the big con here is the fact that that money is locked up, meaning that you cannot get access to it for that agreed term. They can make exceptions, but if they allow you to withdraw the money, you will be penalized and you will clearly be not earning that interest on the money. So these were all three of the options that we discussed with you today. Again, it's the high interest savings account, a money market fund, and a guaranteed investment certificate. While obviously I can't tell you where you can and should put your money because a lot depends on your risk tolerance, on your personal situation. I personally have only kept money for the short-term goals in a high interest savings account. And the reason for that is because I appreciate the fact it's liquid, meaning I can get access to that money anytime. But if you're someone who is willing to compromise that for a higher rate of return, such as what a GAC offers, that could be a good option for you. So that was it for today, guys. Thank you all for being with me. If you think that this episode could be useful for any of your friends or family, definitely make sure to uh, share it with them. As always, I want you to give yourself credit for showing up for yourself in the future because every time you do that, you increase what's financially possible for you. I'll see you all next Wednesday. Bye.